Hi, my name is Christine, and I'm your host for the Bitesonal Podcast. Ding! Hey, everyone. Thanks again for tuning in. Uh, happy Tuesday, or whenever the hell you're listening to this episode. Hopefully, you had a good start to your day, and, you know, you had your daily shot or injection of caffeine into your bloodstream, and you're feeling hyped for the day. If you drink tea or you don't drink coffee, then I guess, I don't know. Hope you drank your tea or some shit. Anyway, um, on today's episode, we have a lovely, lovely guest. Her name is Jessica Cow. Her and I met in second year of undergrad. Uh, we were both in kinesiology together at McMaster. And uh, I didn't really know her directly at the time. It wasn't, it wasn't until like uh, her and I signed up for the McMaster Vietnamese Students Association, MVSA. Damn, I brought up MVSA every other episode at this point. I'm just going to say MVSA and you guys know what I'm talking about. Anyway, so we met there and it was very quick. Quickly did I realize that Jess is probably one of the most happy-go-lucky, I don't want to say like optimistic, but she's just very um, positive, as a chronic pessimist like me, you're in the same room with someone with such like a positive energy. It's really hard to sit there and like mope around. So yeah, her and I, we did this mud run together one time. Long story short, I'm just not athletic enough, y'all. I was fearing for my life, but she was just a little adrenaline junkie climbing shit and there's like mud and people are slipping. Uh, some guy fell at least 20 feet off the little ladder and the ambulance came. Long story, long story short, we finished the race, but I swore to myself I'll never do that again. Um, it was kind of the end or the middle of undergrad um, towards our gradu graduating month. And she was like, yo, I'm going to go to Korea. I'm peacing out. I'm going to go there, teach English, travel, and live my life. I was like, damn, like you're going away, away. So she left. We sent her farewells. And um, I told her, I'm like, dude, whenever you come back, um, you know, I'd love to catch up. Uh, she's supposed to come back within one year. She didn't come back until like two years later. So uh, she came back earlier this uh, October, I believe. And immediately I was like, dude, I want to hear all about your experiences and where you've been and all the cool stuff you've seen. So it was really nice to have her on the podcast, not only to catch up personally, but for her to share her experiences too. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. If you guys are travel junkies and you know, you're very, what's that called? Wonderlust? Wonderlust? Is that the word? I've seen it on like Tumblr and like, you know, indigo mugs and stuff. And it, I don't know. I just, I truly think that to some degree, if you have the resources and the privilege and like the opportunity to go travel, I highly recommend it. So you'll hear it in the podcast episode. Jess has been literally every everywhere in Asia. I think she's just to list it off. I don't want to give any spoilers up, but homegirl's been to Korea, Japan, Mongolia, Thailand, Taiwan, uh, 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 the Philippines, you know, so she's, she's been doing a lot of traveling since the last time I saw her. And I'm not gonna lie, like, I, you know, the dress that I knew in undergrad and a dress that I was sitting in front of today, I would say as a two different people, not in this, you know, she hasn't changed in terms of her like uh, demeanor and stuff, but I, I, I can just tell she's like seasoned, you know? So man, thanks Jess for coming on the podcast. And I really hope you guys take something fun out of this episode. All right, here it is. Mm -hmm. 
Hi, Jessica. Hello. How are you? Not bad. Not bad? Yeah, not bad. Just doing okay? Yeah. Well, um, first of all, I'd just like to thank you for coming in, taking your time. You came all the way from Stony Creek, it Stony seems. Creek, so yeah. that was, that was a, what, one, two, two go bus rides away? Mm, it's a go bus and then like a Hamilton HSR. HSR. Yeah, oh bus. my gosh. I do not Mitch, Mitch. I do not miss HSR. <laughs> I miss it. Yeah. When I was like in Korea, yeah. I think yeah. I miss it a lot. Well, anyway, guys, uh, this is the lovely Jessica Cow. Um, we've been friends for how long now, Jess? It's been a while. Yeah. We met when we were in second year. Mm hmm. Well, did, I feel like I knew you before. Probably. Because we're in the same um, program. Yeah. Right? It was a small program. Yeah. So we might have yeah. like seen each other, but we yeah. never really talked. I, I think we met through MBSA. Yeah. Probably. We got closer, like a little bit closer through yeah. MBSA. Because I knew Connie and them, mm-hmm. but I didn't really know you well. I think like of that group of yeah. the, the the kindred spirits, like <laughs> I, knew, I knew Connie um, first. Yeah. Um, and then MVSA kind of brought us together. Yeah. So another MVSA member, we've had mm-hmm. Ashley and Emily, now you up on here. So <laughs> so thanks yeah. again for coming on. Yeah. Um, either way, so the reason why I asked you to be on this podcast, because mm-hmm. Jess, ever since we've graduated from undergrad, you've been like traveling the world and just doing the most. Yeah, I'm. so basically I've been traveling for the last two years. Yeah. Yeah. So we graduated 2017. Yeah. Right? June convocation. Something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then I left. I think I flew out to Korea in August. So yes. mid, yeah, mid to late August yeah. of 2017. Yeah. And so, then yeah. you landed and never came back, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed to be back for like after a year. Yeah. But then I decided to renew my contract. Yeah. yeah. So in terms of for the podcast listeners, mm-hmm. can you tell them a little bit about like what what you did in Korea? Like how'd you get there? Why'd you go there? Just tell the background story so everyone's on the same page. Okay. So basically, um, I heard about the program EPIC. Mm-hmm. It's called EPIC, which stands for English Program in Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, in... Uh, the winter of 2017. No, before that. Yeah, so it was like maybe 2016. Yeah. So like November or December. So I heard about it through, um, I think it was like a, a job fair yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And when I saw or I heard about it, I was like really interested because I was like, <gasps> I would like to work and be in Korea for like a whole year kind of thing. Because... Yeah. Um, before that, I was kind of, like, already into, like, Korean music and mm-hmm. K-pop. Mm-hmm. And I also watched a lot of Korean dramas. Yeah. So I was, like, kind of, like, almost, I don't know, on the side of obsessive. With okay. like, so you're yeah. basically a Korean... <laughs> a Korea boo, but not Korea really. A Korea boo. A closet Here Korea boo, yeah. Clo- super closet. <laughs> super closet. I wouldn't have guessed it, honestly. Right. So, yeah, my... I think that I first started listening to k-pop was in grade 10 mm-hmm. yeah so in high school yeah and then yeah yeah i remember i remember it was probably i think when i was in middle school you start you did yeah too? I, I went through like a really hardcore <gasps> j-pop J- k-pop J- kind of thing mm. and then i don't know what it was and then i think like when i got to high school 
I just became really ratchet. I listened to like rap music More. predominantly, mm-hmm. and then I just right. kind of lost it. But I, I remember being really, really big into like um, K-pop. But Do you back back in the day, what group? Okay, you um, to or what uh, artist? Uh, well, big Bang. Big of Bang. Course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Shiny. Oh yeah. Um, oh, it's all coming back slowly. <laughs> uh, the, and there was a couple. Um, what's the one with the other? It's not. It's the other boy group. Mm-hmm. The other. Super Junior? Super Junior was a big one. And then which one's the girl, the, the, the big girl ones? Girls' Generation? Girls' Generation. Yeah, I think Girls' Generation, Generation was earlier on. Not, are they FX, still together? No. Um, I feel like they're still together, but a lot of the members left. Like mm. maybe three, three members. Okay, so they probably like, like nine, kind yeah. of turned over a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Super Junior, that rings a bell. So maybe yeah, something like that. Yeah. And um, yeah, so oh. I guess you were like, like how, how'd you get into the whole Korean culture uh, to begin with the first ever song like korean song that i listened to was tae yang's mm-hmm. wedding dress wedding dress yeah. i think that's everyone's gateway song <laughs> it was my first yeah my first ever like yeah. song and i remember like watching the music video mm-hmm. and then thinking oh my god he's so hot oh, oh my god the, like he can dance the boys <laughs> are real hot like tae yang was probably the hottest like he was mm-hmm. probably like but he was the shortest physically too, so but was he funny. was the shortest correct <laughs> um so yeah. yeah and then from there i guess you kind of get absorbed into yeah, like the culture so of it right like the big like big bang so mm-hmm. i started listening to like their group's music and yeah. then like you know next yeah. on so yeah that inspired me a little bit and mm-hmm. so in i was in third year no fourth year mm-hmm. yeah fourth year i decided to apply um the application was around february mm-hmm. 2017 so I started like the application process and that was before I graduated fourth year. So yeah. I was still in fourth year then. Yeah. And then it's like yeah, basically it was a very long application process. Yeah, I was I gonna think. say like they probably wanna screen you to make sure yeah. like you're you're there yeah. to do something good, right? Yeah. And I was a little bit nervous because like um I never really went to school for teaching. Yeah. So I was like, I kind of felt incompetent in like my abilities mm. kind of thing. I think you always but. had a very like nurturing quality to mm. you. So <laughs> I think like going to teaching, it, it wouldn't have been too much of a stretch. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But yeah. yeah. So how did you feel when you like, well, did your, were your parents okay with it first of all? Like, did you have to put up a fight with your parents to let you go? My dad was more easygoing, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom... She's always been a big worry word. Yeah. So she worried a lot. And so at first, when I uh, brought up the topic, she was okay with it kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like, oh, it'll be only for a year. But then after I passed the interview and I was in the process of sending my documents like over to Korea, um, I think it was around May. Yeah. Um, I told her I passed the interview and then yeah. I was probably going to get the job. Yeah. Um, she started, she was like kind of questioning, questioning me saying, yeah. are you sure you want yeah. this? Like, yeah. you know, you, you're going to be wasting a lot of time. Okay. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wasting a lot of time. So, uh, her and I, we kind of like fought a little bit, like argued. So mm-hmm. we were not like on the 
same wavelength mm-hmm. in terms of that she was just like you know think about it like you yeah. know don't do it this probably it probably hit her really hard when yeah. you actually got the yeah. job right because like so. it was already like so far like yeah. we were so far away and then she also didn't want me to like kind of waste my degree in a mm-hmm. way because i studied kinesiology right yeah and this was like teaching english which yeah. is kind of irrelevant mm-hmm. if you think about it yeah so but after a while like you know, I said that I'll be only gone for a year, you know, I'll be back. And like sooner than you, you know, think. And then once I come back, I'll like start, you know, thinking about, you know, what uh, to do afterwards, I guess. So like, yeah, she finally like kind of gave into it. And then she just let me let you go. go. Yeah. Did did they miss you a lot in the beginning? My mom missed me a lot. Oh, there you go. She would call me often. She's like, why don't you call me? Because you're busy living your life, mom. (laughs) Come on. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I I just can't imagine doing what you did because I can't imagine just (laughs) moving to a whole fucking country. Mm. And like, you know, you listen to K-pop and you watch K-dramas and stuff, but like, did you you didn't know any Korean going in, did you? No. No. I knew basically all I knew was like Sarange, Opa. Yeah, and like <laughs> Bibimbap and Gamjitan, yeah, right? Like so, very like basic yeah. um kindergarten words. Yeah. Thing. Or just like so, whatever you watch in the dramas. Yeah. So I can't imagine dropping your life here, leaving all your friends, leaving your family, mm-hmm. starting a completely new different chapter in a whole different country. Mm-hmm. And like going to the job, you didn't you didn't apply with a friend. Like you you were literally going in there solo, not knowing a single person. Right. So what was that like? Like how'd you feel when you first landed in Korea? Were you scared? Um Honestly, actually, funny story. <laughs> when I was flying from P- Toronto Pearson to Korea, I was almost late for my flight. Girl, that's I was stressful. yeah, I was like yeah, that was really stressful because I had like so much luggage with me because mm-hmm. I was packing for like a year. Yeah. So I had like two big suitcases plus like my carry-on suitcase mm-hmm. plus like a backpack. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of luggage with me, and we. Or like I underestimated the time that it would need to like go through check check yeah. in immigration yeah. and like baggage claim and everything. Yeah. So yeah, I ended up running pretty late for my flight. I they had to call my name. Cause oh, that's was, when like, you know you're yeah, late. Yeah, I was late. Yeah, and I I remember just like running with every like all my like carry on behind me with my backpack, and I was just like freaking out because I was like, shit, <laughs> I can't miss this flight. It's ex- it was expensive yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but when I finally got to Korea, how did I feel? So I arrived a few days before my orientation, my training yes. day. Um, so I got I was in Seoul. Uh, for I think three days mm-hmm. before I had to go all the way to Busan, mm-hmm. Korea, to um for the training. So I had about three days in Seoul. Um, when I landed, I think I was just excited. That okay. was like the one thing that I felt. Yeah. I felt super excited and just just ready to like you know try everything, yeah. so do everything. Was this the first time you've been to Korea? Yeah, it was. My oh first my gosh! Time. Yeah, yeah, and okay. it was my first time being abroad alone. Ah, okay. I, yeah, I stayed in Canada for most of my life. Yeah, yeah. so big jump. Okay, yeah. continue. Yeah, and um, so during that time, for the first three days, I just explored Seoul. Mm-hmm. Um, I checked into a guest house, mm-hmm. and coincidentally, um, three I met three two of the. Uh, people that I was staying in the same dormitory with, mm-hmm. they were also um, with Epic. 
Oh, yeah, wow. So, so you guys also, ended up at the same place. Yeah, we ended up at the same guest house. Yeah. So it was really nice because I kind of like met people yeah. within the same like pro- teaching program as me yeah. already from the beginning. Were they, were they also from Canada? Like, do you know where they're from? Uh, one friend, she was from the, we were both from the States. States. One was from New yeah. York. And then okay. I forgot where the other friend was from, but. Somewhere in the States. Yeah, somewhere okay. in the States. Yep. But yeah, we hit it off and like we just hung out and sold together, the three of us. Yeah. And yeah, that was pretty much it. Like yeah. the beginning part. Yeah, yeah. So, and then I guess you guys went for training. Mm-hmm. So what, what was training like? Uh, it was basically like a week long training mm-hmm. and, um, we, it didn't feel like I was in Korea, to be honest. Yeah. Because there were, we, we were just surrounded with other foreigners, right? I felt like I was mm. in, still in Canada. Right. And there were just like, you know, for like white, like people from all over the world kind of thing. Yeah. So, and everyone spoke English. So right. I did, yeah. So, because everyone <laughs> spoke really good English, right? So I was just surrounded with maybe like 300 other people, mm-hmm. like who were also like me. Mm-hmm. And, um, we had the training at a university campus. Mm-hmm. So during the whole week, we were just in there, yeah. basically. So we had training basically from 8 o'clock in the morning to maybe like 5 or 6 in the evening. Yeah, like full days, yeah. Yeah, full day. So basically like a class. And so I didn't feel... It was, I was still in the honeymoon phase kind of thing. Like <laughs> it didn't hit me yet. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, a week in, like yeah. I was still like, la di la di la everything's so great. Yeah. You know? I didn't like really struggle with any like cultural yeah. differences or anything. Because exactly. I wasn't that exposed to it yet. Correct. Yeah. But training was fun. Yeah. yeah got a, like, I got to challenge myself. Like I taught for the first time. Yeah. Like I led my um, first demo class. Yeah. I was so nervous. Really? I, I was like shaking, sweating. No. Yeah. Because no. like I hate public speaking. No. I don't even know why I like signed up to be a teacher. No, from but the sometimes like, <laughs> no, but then now I'm sure like in those situations you're a lot more confident now because you've been exposed to it, right? Yeah, I am. Yeah, so, yeah. More. And I mean, so in terms of the kids you were teaching, like mm-hmm. what was the age range? Uh, I taught kids as young as they're grade four grade so four. nine Nine-ish. grade four yeah yeah grade no grade three actually grade three elementary okay. until grade nine okay yeah. so that's like a wow that's like a grade problematic year that's when the kids are pretty rowdy yeah. but i think like in north america versus korea i'm sure all the kids in korea are probably more well-behaved right were they generally well-behaved for you mm-hmm. guys? never mind no never mind it's like the complete opposite actually oh, oh. they're shitholes they're shitholes <laughs> oh fuck that's the worst I i'm like, sorry i hope my old students don't this listen is, to this podcast so. this is exactly this is what i imagine because you know k-pop and k-dramas mm-hmm. i've watched and anime mm-hmm. like they, they, you know everyone's just lined up uh mm-hmm. their dresses and skirts and sh- or pants or their uniforms like yeah. pristine yeah. and they line up single file yeah. they bow at the door they sit down quietly listen to the teacher mm-hmm. it's not that case isn't it little shitholes and maybe it was because mm. i taught an all boys middle school oh there's no girls like yeah there's no girls oh. my main school was all boys oh. so all boys between the grade seven so between ages of 13 to 16 <gasps> yeah that's a bad the year pu- yeah what do you call it adolescent adolescent yeah, pu- pubescent years pubescent, yeah, oh god years. do you remember what you were like when you were pubescent teen? i was so hormonal like, i would have been a nightmare to deal with yeah i talked back a lot so oh, I understand no. them yeah. a little bit. Okay, so that must have been difficult a little bit. 
in the beginning, yeah, I was really nervous. I yeah. like I re- I was already nervous teaching mm-hmm. because it was like my first time. Yeah. But it made me more nervous when I heard I found out that I was I will be at like an all boys mm-hmm. middle school because mm-hmm. I throughout our training actually, um, they put a lot of emphasis on teaching elementary school kids Mm -hmm. so most of their training revolved around that yes but like they didn't really like trained us in handling and dealing with middle school kids or even high school like preteens teenagers exactly they're a whole different species so yeah when i found out that i would be placed at a middle school i was like low-key very nervous even more nervous and like kind of freaking out Mm -hmm. because i was like Will I be able to like handle these kids? Will mm-hmm. they take me seriously? Because I'm like yeah. on the younger side. And, and I feel like respect is a really big thing. Like exactly. when you walk into the room, like I imagine if like if, if for any teacher, like mm-hmm. you you kind of like walk into the room and your first impression, like you need to like demand respect or else they won't respect you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And no, like I just know myself. I'm too nice. Yeah, I say like I can't say no, and like. I just let things go, like, so easily, no. like, kind of thing. So, like, I knew they were going to step over all over me from yeah. the beginning. Yeah. But over the past two years, I did learn to, like, be more firm mm-hmm. and make sure I stay on my ground mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. So I was able to, like, survive. But yeah. honestly, in the beginning, I don't know how I was going to survive. Yeah. 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 That's scary. Yeah. So, and then I guess you taught, you taught, you taught. So how, what was your schedule teaching-wise? Did you teach every day, every other day, weekends? Did you have weekends off? Yeah. So I had weekends off Sunday, <sighs> Monday, to Sunday and Saturday. Yeah. So And it was basically just like a 9 to 5 job. So yeah. I started at 8.30. Mm-hmm. Classes started at 9. Mm-hmm. And then they ended at 4 for the students. Mm-hmm. But I had to stay an extra half an hour, so till 4.30. Okay. So my shift was like eight thirty to four thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So regular, regular nine to five, hours. basically. Yeah. So, um, and this is, I guess, the more interesting part. Not that I don't care about what you did teaching mm-hmm. the youth. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're a wonderful teacher, <laughs> and I'm sure the kids really appreciated you at the time. Mm-hmm. No, in all seriousness, that's a really tough job to do. So you need to be proud of yourself. Yeah, I am proud of how far I've, I guess, gone yeah. in terms of. Um, I've become a little bit more confident and comfortable with public speaking. Yeah. Because, yeah, before I, yeah, I was very uncomfortable with talking in front of, like, groups of people, I Mm -hmm. think. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay when it's only, like, one-on-one or, like, Mm -hmm. maybe two other people. Mm -hmm. But when it's, like, more than, like, five people in, like, one room listening to me, (laughs) I literally, like, freeze up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've always had that kind of problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You never do it every day. So once you get used to it, exactly. you do it, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I guess the bulk of what I want to ask you about mm-hmm. is your travels. So where the hell did you find time to travel? Like, where'd okay. you go? So being an epic teacher, mm-hmm. you get a lot of vacation time. Oh, yeah. Yes. So uh, we have about... In a year, we get about 24 hours. Oh, not 24 hours. Oh. <laughs> what am I saying? <laughs> 24 You got one day, days. y'all. Yeah 20, <laughs> yeah, 20 to 25 days. Yeah. yeah for the whole year. So mm. um, I was really excited about that because like my one of my main um, goals was to like travel more. Mm-hmm. And I took this as like, I was like, yes, it's time for me. Like, I want to travel. I want to do as much as I can while I'm in Korea. Mm-hmm. So uh, the first place that I went to was uh, 
Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I booked a trip to Japan. Oh my! Yeah, almost immediately because I have a friend. Uh, her name is Kaide. You know I, I know Kaide. You know Kaide? I, I met Kaide. I don't know where. She probably came out to MVSA events. Or she mm-hmm. went, did she go to formal one year? Yeah, she did. I do know Kaide. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So she's she, Japanese, right? Yeah. So she's half Japanese, half Canadian. Right. Yeah. So her mom, yeah, her mom's Canadian. Her dad's Japanese. And so she lived there at that time. So I was like, ooh, it would be a perfect time to like visit her because Japan and Korea are so close. That's amazing. So I booked a trip there. And then mm-hmm. I also went to Vietnam mm-hmm. to visit my family. Of course. Because I haven't seen them for almost 10 years at that point. Oh. It was like eight years. Where, whereabouts in Vietnam are you from again? So my my family, mostly they live in Hai Pham in the north mm-hmm. of Vietnam. Hai mm-hmm. Pham near Hanoi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that place. Yeah. So I did a lot, like, that was, like, the most traveling I've ever done, like, my whole entire life during, like, these past two years, Mm -hmm. basically. Mm -hmm. So I guess your first year in Korea, you went to Japan and Vietnam? Yeah, first year in Korea, I went to Japan and Vietnam. Mm -hmm. And then in the summer of 2018, no, 18. Yes, 18, 2018, I went to uh, Indonesia. Mm. And that was, like, my first ever solo trip where ah. i didn't have friends i didn't have family okay. in that country and that yeah. could like guide me or like yeah. take me around because like yeah japan i had kaide mm-hmm. right to kind of guide me and like mm-hmm. be my tour guide so i felt i didn't feel that nervous because yeah. like i had someone with me who knew yeah. the place and right? she spoke japanese and she spoke japanese well yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, in Vietnam, also my family took me around too, mm-hmm. like my uncle and aunt and everything. That's nice. So like Indonesia, I was like basically by myself, yeah. like like just thrown out Yeah. There. So how, how like, long were you in Indonesia for? I was there for about 10 days. That's a good amount mm-hmm. of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, Josephine's Indonesian. Is she? I really wish Josephine's here right now. Mm-hmm. You, you guys could have definitely talked about Indonesia. So were you Our, around Jakarta? Where, where were you at? Um... I skipped Jakarta. Okay. I, yeah, I heard yeah. it was um, a super busy city. Tourist trap, not maybe much. A bit, yeah, yeah, tourist trap kind of thing. Yeah. A lot of traffic. Yeah. So I skipped it and I went straight to Yogyakarta. Yogyakarta. So, or we call it Jogja City. Oh, kind girl. Of just me to tell you. I don't know. Yeah. So we went. I went straight there, which like the that city is very known to be like a super artsy cultural city. Mm-hmm. So like a city of art and culture kind of oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Perfect. So um, I went straight there. I flew straight there. And I think it was like one of my favorite cities in Indonesia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like Indonesia was is definitely like one of my f- the f- my favorite countries that I've traveled to. So really? Far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I personally have heard great things. I know Japan's wonderful to travel to. But it's so expensive. Yeah. And Korea is also expensive from what I've heard. Um, better than Japan? It's better of? than Japan. Mm. But, but Indonesia is still on the cheaper side, yeah, right? Yeah, Indonesia is yeah. super cheap. Yeah. yeah. And again, I just know like Indonesia like food-wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you say cuisine? Their food is okay. Yeah. Like it's not like completely my taste, mm-hmm. but... Um, it's not bad. They okay. have a lot of stuff like mi goreng. Oh, know, mi goreng. Right? That, Nasi is, goreng. that is Indonesian. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Stuff, um, in terms of, I guess like, so where we have what? Vietnam, we have Japan, Indonesia. Mm-hmm. Did you go anywhere else? Or I, I guess you mean you went, you went around Korea, right? Yeah. I traveled a lot in Korea. Yeah. So whenever, especially on the weekends. Yeah. So I was never home yeah, in my apartment. You probably went on day trips and just day, went around. Yeah, day right? trips, That's overnight good. trips. Yeah, a lot. That's um, good. 
And then I also, after the next year, following year, I mm-hmm. did go to Taiwan. Yeah, Girl, and okay. the Philippines. The, okay, the list continues, yeah, everybody. Yeah, it does continue. Yeah, okay. it does. <laughs> How was that? <laughs> Taiwan, oh my gosh, food heaven. Honestly. I've heard the food same. Heaven. Yeah. Yes. There's so much food there, so much oh, bubble tea. Girl. Like, I literally gained, like, I would say five pounds in a week. That's... I would say. But then I lost it afterwards. You're I was fine. Like, cool. Taiwan, yeah. like, when you're yeah. there, literally, when you go to Taiwan, I think mm. everyone says you just gotta just eat, just eat. all the time. Yeah, the night like, markets or everything. Yes. Like, they don't go clubbing there. It's no. not really their scene. They don't really yeah. drink. Yeah. But they... they yeah, they mm-hmm. hate, like, every night, I think weekends, especially Friday night weekends... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They love going to night markets. Yeah, yeah, so, and um, I, I know, I think because uh, my friends Selena, you know, you know, you know, like my Selena, Andrew, Selena, Roxy, yeah. and them, like they after we finished undergrad, they went to Korea for their trip. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes, yeah, yes. They, I, I think, think I they went them. clubbing one or two <laughs> nights in Korea. Yeah, they mm-hmm. said it was pretty, pretty good. Like it's lit. It's, it's, it's lit. Like yeah. people got pretty. They, they turned out really hard over there, mm-hmm. and yep. but they, they said food wise things was kind of expensive. Um, mm-hmm. But I know like. One of my other friends, she's from Taiwan, and she mm-hmm. says like when you go there, the first thing you do just go eat or just go out for the night market and mm-hmm. just find whatever you can and just mm-hmm. eat. So yeah, amazing. Who's cheap there? And how's the Philippines? The Philippines is really nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. the people there are so funny. Yeah. They're so kind. Yeah, like they're like they'll like kind of like say hi to you. Yeah, on the streets and they yeah. don't even know you. Maybe it's because yeah. I look like obviously like you a look foreigner. like a foreigner. Yeah. yeah, so they're just like hi. Hello, or like, hey, beautiful, like, kind of like that. So, like, Mm -hmm. they're super nice, super funny. They're always laughing, always smiling. So, people there are super nice. And, but the traffic in the Philippines, though, yeah, it's a whole nother story. Were you were you in uh, Manila or? So I stayed. I went with my friend. She's half Filipino. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) So she she's been to the Philippines already, right? So, but she hasn't. The times that she visited Philippines, she was always with her family. Mm-hmm. So she never really got to go around like on her own and explore on her own. Mm-hmm. Um, so we stayed in, we went to Cebu. Where's that? Cebu is like south of where Manila is. It's like okay. Cebu is an I island. I think yeah. I know where that is. Yeah. yeah, Cebu. We also went to another island called Palawan. Okay. Yeah. And then the third island was Bohol. Bohol? Bohol, like B-O-H-O-L, Bohol. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so those are the three islands that we, like, kind of jumped around. Yeah. And, but, like, on the main island where Manila is, it's called Visayas, I think. That's, Mm -hmm. like, the main island. Mm -hmm. Traffic is so bad. Even in Cebu, it's all so bad. But... Are they... It's, it's like, Vietnam where they just throw on motorbikes? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's not because there's motorbikes or anything. It's because the roads or the infrastructure is so poorly, Mm. like, made. There's like basically no road. There's only one road on the main island that goes around the island. Yeah. And that's like their main road. And like the the rest of it, there's like barely any road. So like everyone just uses the main road that goes around the island to go around. That, well, that's stupid design. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's probably like sufficient for like the population size they had. Mm-hmm. But then, like, Maybe. Probably... But yeah, we, were, we would be stuck in traffic for like two or three hours. So, like, the, if the trip was, like, six hours, it would take nine hours to get there kind of thing. Uh, 
so I'll, you get to account time for just being in traffic. Yeah. Huh. So mm-hmm. I guess traffic's not just a GTA problem around nope. here. No. Uh, well, Philippines is the worst. Philippines. So yeah. I know. I know. In Vietnam, Vietnam was crazy. Like people, they. Yeah. There's like road signs and traffic signs, but yeah. do they listen to it? No. Is there a motorbike driving on the sidewalk? Yes. Yes. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't even imagine. Like, <laughs> how is like the transportation system? Like, uh, would you say? between all the places you've been mm-hmm. to like yeah ttc in toronto sucks ass but yeah. like is there a really good okay, sophisticated do a rating yeah right I, literally do i just rating. want you to give ever the listeners a rating <laughs> so when it comes to okay let's pick the first one so okay. you said when it comes to food taiwan mm-hmm. is the place to go yes taiwan okay. how about transportation and ease of like getting around um transportation mm-hmm. their subway system is good yeah mm-hmm their train no, system between good. between all the places you've been well between all, all the of them japan korea oh, all of okay them. um i would say korea has the best transport okay system. korea korea takes that place yeah there. korea will be first place yeah and second place would be uh let's see hong kong i uh, no, not hong kong taiwan taiwan so second is taiwan i'm surprised i heard i heard japan's um subway systems not is pretty sophisticated it's am I wrong? It's too sophisticated. <gasps> it's oh, too complicated. Such thing. Oh, like okay, it's not. Yeah. It's not something like a dummy. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. <laughs> like someone who has navigation problems, like me. Yeah. Difficulty in navigation called, can like uh, easily go. What's around. it called? A geographically challenged. Yeah, geographically challenged. Yeah. It's very complicated. Okay. Yeah. So, it's like a matrix there. The subway system. So for transport, you said it's going to be Korea, Korea and then Taiwan. Taiwan. Okay. Yeah. When it comes to just overall like uh, scenery, mm-hmm. like what what's pretty places, a lot of like nice na- landscapes, natural, natural yeah. trees, greenery. Mm-hmm. Where would you say is the best? Japan. Mm. Yeah. Japan is like an awesome country for if you want to travel for like nature yeah yeah they have a lot of like mountains like obviously mount fuji yeah i didn't go but i wish i did yeah and just a lot of like parks national parks and everything it all looks different you know you can tell when you go to japan it's like a country with like a thousand years of like history kind of thing like everything is very like historic and stuff and I, I think, and like, that's what's beautiful about it. Because, like, mm-hmm. Vietnam, like, everyone's just, like, everyone's just messy. And everything, <laughs> nothing nothing looks in order. Mm-hmm. Like, they try to do something, but yeah. it doesn't, they don't stick to but it. A lot of, they do have a lot of tourists, though. In yeah, Vietnam? in Vietnam. I feel like, yeah. like, the tourism industry is pretty booming there. It's booming now. Yeah. Um. So, I think they're, they're starting to build that market around it. But I, I, last mm. time I was back in Vietnam, it, it must have been, like, 2008. 2008. And oh. I, I kind of stayed around Saigon more because, like, my family's from there in ho chi Minh, mm-hmm. so but like you know like when i when i look at photos like korea and japan even even the philippines or indonesia or yeah. taiwan or yeah. taiwan Th- thailand everything looks so like nice yeah. you know what i mean and like mm-hmm. i can't describe it but i just imagine like japan to be a very like good place to travel because it has like, a little bit of everything yeah exactly it has yeah. city life and also like the countryside okay so how about nightlife city wise or like which country had the best nightlife? I would say Korea. Korea? Yeah. Okay. Including party scene, including food. Yeah, party okay. scene and food, yeah. They have, okay. uh, especially in Seoul, Busan, like the yeah. bigger cities. Yeah. They party until like 7 a.m. Yeah. And karaoke is probably big there. <gasps> yeah, karaoke. Oh, yeah. We call it, in Korea, they call it norebang. Norebang? Okay. No, nore is sing. Yeah. 
and singing or singing. Yeah. Um, and bang is room, so singing room. Singing room, okay. Mm, yeah. That's bang. Yeah. Hit up the singing room. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Okay. Um, in terms of culture, mm-hmm. in terms of I guess society, like yeah. what you can not to say like who's like the coolest people <laughs> or who's the chillest people. Yeah. But I'm at, at this point in my I'm 24 yeah. and like I'm sick and tired of the GTA area. I'm sick. Aww. Toronto's the most overrated thing. I'm ready to be a hermit and move to the depths of you know the forest the desert <laughs> yeah like i just i'm sick and tired of this like just mm-hmm. this rat race that we're in mm-hmm. uh what would you say is the um best environment to be around when it comes to people you said philippines was nice in terms of people right right where would you say um personally for me i really enjoyed being in taiwan yeah yeah um just because I think for such a small country, um, I think they only have how many how many people how many people live there? Twenty million people, maybe. Yeah. Um, but even in the their capital city, Taipei, mm-hmm. is a big city, but you don't feel like everything is too fast paced. Mm-hmm. And I prefer the slower pace of things because mm-hmm. I grew up in Hamilton. Yeah. So I prefer smaller cities. Exactly. And then people there are just very polite. They're yeah. nice. Yeah. So I really like the aspect either, mm. too. And um, what else? And a lot of people spoke good English. Yeah, yeah. pure bilingual. Right? Yeah, they were bilingual. So they could yeah. speak English. So it wasn't um, difficult to go around and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I also like the fact that um, they're not out there to impress. Like, the people there aren't out there to impress people. They're more, like, to themselves. Like, they they okay. work on themselves. And, like, they're not about, you know, looks as much. Yeah. As I think Korea has the thing where... They flex. Uh, yeah, they flex too hard. Yeah, they try a little bit hard there. Yeah, yeah, on looks, on, like, jobs, status. like, money, status, yeah. everything. Like... Mm-hmm. Um, if you go outside in sweats, especially in like Seoul, like a city like Seoul, people will kind of kind of look at you weird. Like mm. there will be like white dress like that kind of thing mm. because everyone wears like dress shirts, pants, like yeah, like nice dresses, yeah, dresses and yeah. skirts, and yeah. like they have you know they do up their hair every single day. They wear tons of makeup every day. So I like the the com- kind of like community feel in Taiwan because everyone's really chill. They yeah. just wear, like, whatever they want. Yeah. They yeah. express themselves very openly. Yeah. And they don't really care about what other people are thinking kind of thing. Yeah. So they Wasn't just, Taiwan yeah. one of the first countries, or, like, at least the first country in Asia to, like, approve of same-sex marriage or something? I believe so. Or I, I just know they're they more, like, progressive than most places. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. They're less conservative, I think. I can definitely see it because mm-hmm. the same friend who I know is from Taiwan, mm-hmm. she's very much like that. Mm-hmm. Like, when I first met her, like, I think she came to Canada when she was probably, like, late. Like, late in eight, late in life. Like, probably, like, high school or something. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's just, like, don't give a fuck. Uh, I'm going to do me. You can deal with it. Mm-hmm. Like, n- not, like, she's, like, annoyingly like that. But yeah. she, you can tell she's just very, like, chill, very relaxed. Yeah, She enjoys her life. O- open-minded, open-minded is the yeah, word I'm looking very, for. Yeah, yeah, and, like, when I met her parents, that's, that seemed to be the case, too. Her parents were kind of like, yeah, you guys can do whatever you want. And I'm like, okay. Mm. And we were, we were like, pretty young at that age. Yeah. So, yeah, which Taiwan, is, like, kind okay, of surprising yeah. because I, fir- I first thought that because Taiwan is 
a country that they speak like I think Mandarin there or is it Cantonese? But like they're I kind of you would think Mandarin. that they're re- super related to China, in yeah. a sense. Okay, right? Mm-hmm. But they're the complete opposite. They're mm-hmm. so like open minded and like there's like so much. They really advocate for like freedom of speech there and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So it's not very um, like suffocating mm-hmm. I think, to live there. Yeah. So I looked it up. Taiwan they speak predominantly Mandarin. There. Mandarin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mandarin. Um, Wow. Yeah, so I would have thought that, like, yeah, it would be, like, very close to, like, similar to China in terms of, like, how... Cultural. You know, cultural yeah. and, like, how the government is, like, oh, yeah. there. But, no, yeah, it's, like, yeah. very, yeah, democratic. Yeah, kind it's of. very, it's very... it's They are their own country. Like, yeah, a lot of people are, forget that, yeah, right? right? And, like... And not a lot of people tend to visit Taiwan no. when they go to yeah. Asia. Okay. I feel like they tend to go to, like, Thailand. Hong- and Hong Kong, Yeah, probably. Hong Kong, maybe. Yeah. And, mm. yeah. Okay, so th- that very surprised me. I, I think I'm going to go to Taiwan. You now. have to, I- yeah. I've heard wonderful things. Yeah, and, I actually um, considered, like, working there. Yeah? Yeah, for, like, a split second kind of thing. Yeah. So I could, like, after, I was like, oh, maybe after two years in Korea, I'll, like, go to Taiwan yeah. and, like, teach English or something. Is there is there some kind of, like, bridge program you can go into? Like, is there is there a, uh, epic, a, ver- a Taiwanese version of yeah. epic? In- epic is, like, a government, um, government-run program. Program. Yeah. But I don't think Taiwan has anything like that. So mm-hmm. most of the jobs that you would be applying for would be private. Yeah. So, so you'd be a private teacher, right? Yeah, you'd be mm-hmm. private school well, or something. But even there, like, that, that's so... I, I'm not sure Vietnam has anything like that. I mm-hmm. don't think I there think is. I think it's private as well. Yeah, yeah, most of it's private. Like, my one of my cousins in Vietnam, like, she had, like, an English tutor. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, some... Is it... Random person. From, from the States. The States? Oh. Yeah, from the States. <laughs> Uh, she was like she was white and yeah. like they, she spoke perfect English obviously she's mm-hmm. probably from like Tennessee or something you know like yeah. she's just like a private <laughs> tutor living in Vietnam oh yeah so uh, I think that's a good place to take a quick break okay. um, and then after the break I have some more questions for you Okie-dokie. you okay with that yeah okay good yeah. hi welcome to the intermission segment of the Biotono podcast this is where Typically, advertisements, sponsor plugs are put in a podcast, but currently we have zero sponsors. So I'm just going to use this time to say thank you for tuning in, guys. And we would also really appreciate it if you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Also, follow us across all the socials at Bitonal Podcast. If you have any ideas, feedback, comments, advice, stories you want to share, drop us a line at bitonalpodcast at gmail.com. That's all I really have to say. Okay, back to the main segment. Okay, and we're back from the intermission break. Mm-hmm. Hi again, Jess. Bonjour. Annyeonghaseyo. There you go. I was like, why the fuck are you speaking French? Annyeonghaseyo. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go, see? Oh, you, 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 gotta, you gotta teach me all the lines, man. That's <laughs> that means crazy. hi. Yes, I, okay. Yeah, I think most of us know that one. <laughs> okay. I don't know. You can never I'm know. I'm kidding. That and Sarang, hey, that's all I know. Sorry. Uh, fun fact. Mm-hmm. I, there, there is a Korean song. Um, there was this girl in high school that I liked who was Korean. And uh-huh. I, I learned a Korean song. Really? So I do what, not... Did I you do sing not to her? Play. No, but like, I, <laughs> well, 
that was the intention, I yeah. think. Like, was I was it like, with like a ukulele? No, it was with a guitar. I'm like, I'm gonna oh. learn this. I'm gonna learn this really cute Korean oh, no. song, and I'm gonna sing it to her. Mm-hmm. No, I'm kidding. But I was super closeted back in mm-hmm. high school. Like nobody, mm-hmm. nobody knew about nobody me. Knew. So I was like, I was learning these Korean songs. Yeah, it's it? it from. It was from one of the Korean dramas that I watched. Oh. I can't remember which one it was. Okay. It's like... Something like that. Yes. I, I, I cannot fucking remember the name of it. Is it My Love from Another Star? Is it Lehigh? Some shit. Lehigh sings that. I can forward you the link later. Yeah, Lehigh sings that from... Yeah, she's it's, it's it's yeah, it's a female singer. Yeah. Again, one of the Korean dramas, and I, I fell in love with that song. Uh, and, and then you know, met, you know, met a cute Korean girl. And I was uh, like, I'm just gonna learn this yeah. song, and then but God knows when. I never said. I don't think I ever sang it to her. her. No, uh, <laughs> that's unfortunate. Okay. Anyway, um, back to yeah, sorry, that's, she, that's a fun she fact. Listens to your podcast, she listens so to awkward. the podcast. <laughs> I'm not gonna call her name, but she was hella cute. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, anyway, um, mm. yes, yeah, so uh, during the intermission break, we had, uh, we came to the realization that the list that you, yeah. been, the places you've been to, yeah. it continues. It so does. Where else have you been, Jess? <laughs> mm, so, okay, so in September of this year, yes. so just last month, yeah, I decided to go on to on like a one month expedition. Mm-hmm. Like my last, like kind of like a desperate, my last attempt at like, traveling kind of thing before yeah yeah, before i come back to canada so i was in mongolia for two weeks amazing Mm -hmm. so i was in there for two weeks and honestly it's like the country that i went to that was like the most different out of all the other countries how would you say it's different um first thing is because there's like no one living in that country i swear to god i feel like (laughs) I feel like there was no one. There's like no one anywhere. Like you look to your right, there's no one. You look to your left, there's no one. You look up, there's like the stars, and then like there's grass like below you. But like, (laughs) but like you don't see any houses anywhere except in the their main city, which is um it's called Ulan Batar. Okay. So there's their capital city. So they do Mm. have it's like pretty normal, like Hamilton, Toronto kind Mm -hmm. of thing, and the majority of the population lives there mm-hmm. so i think the population maybe there's only like five million people in mongolia okay yeah. and then like half of that lives in one city i so see 2.5 million and everybody else probably scattered it's scattered and mongolia is pretty big right yeah. it's a big country yeah and so when i was traveling there i went on a tour for a week and we were driving we would drive for like four like maybe three or four hours yeah and there was nothing around us except maybe cattle, cows, and like yeah, camels, grass. And animals, and grass. Just grass, 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 grass. Oh. And there's no street signs. There's no street lamps. There's, oh. <laughs> there's, there's, there's Fucking like the, the road is like not even like made out of tar. It's, it's like, like it's gravel. It's mud. 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 Like, like mud. mud. Like just dirt. Like dirt roads. Straight up dirt. So it was just like a different experience because like, and, like, that was, like, the most painful, like, rides that I've ever been <laughs> on because it was so bumpy. Yeah. I was just bumping up and down the whole time for, like, three <laughs> hours straight. So, like, you can just imagine, like, my butt yeah. already having, like, no no meat, right? No cushion. No. Right? You can just imagine, like, how much it hurts, right? So, I'm just, like, and, like, also, my seat didn't have a seatbelt. 
because I couldn't like uh, there was no seatbelt, so I, I had no choice but to like bump up and down. But kind of to thing. be fair, Jess, there's no other cars. You'll never get into a motor vehicle accident. <laughs> Why do you need seatbelts? <laughs> That's true, right? So you, the only way you would like hit to an yeah. accident is if you hit like cows or something. Yeah. Well, like that, and then I feel like the well, cows shit. would be more in danger. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, yeah, Mong- well, so what, what was what was nice about Mongolia? Did you find <sighs> the one thing I liked the most about it was. The fact that I could see stars at night. Yeah. Yeah. It was so nice. Like, if you just... Because there's basically no... Um, what do you call it? Light noise. Like light pollution. Yeah, light pollution. Yeah. When you look up at night, it'll, you just see, like, the blanket full of stars. That's crazy. Yeah. And then I could actually read the stars clearly for once. Like, yeah. the constellations. So, like, that was really nice. And also, just the peacefulness of everything. It yeah. was just so quiet. Yeah. You can just hear, like, the crickets, right? Yeah. They, and um, during that time, I had a lot of, like, time to think and reflect on myself and, like, my yeah. journey so far. Yeah. You know? So I thought a lot about of things that I wouldn't have thought about if I was, like, back home in Korea or something like mm-hmm. that. Because... You basically had nothing to do besides like think yeah think yeah. kind of thing mm. and um yeah so i really like that aspect about it it's very nomadic you know yeah yeah a lot of the families who live in mongolia they move around a lot so they don't have like a a, a house that they oh. stay in like permanently oh I they see. move they move their house around so they stay in like these camps called gear gear mm. camps or like mm. gear homes yeah. and it's basically like a very structured tent that they built yeah like they set up every time and then they take down very easily every time so yeah. they're able to like set up easily yeah. and like put like so do, do they move with the seasons like yeah do they oh, yeah so okay. most of these families they raise a lot of cattle and livestock mm. so they move according to where the grass is interesting right? because they have to feed the animals yeah. So if they run out of grass, oh, they, it's like, oh, it's time to move. So they yeah. move on to their next place. Wow. Yeah. And would you say like, so where did you stay when you were in Mongolia? So when I spent the first three days of my two weeks in the main city, so mm-hmm. capital city. Yeah. So there they have like guest houses, hostels, yeah. like any normal uh, yeah. place. Yeah. Um, and then afterwards, when we were on the one week tour, we stayed in... We tented, we camped out a few times. Mm-hmm. So we camped out in a tent um, two times, yeah, two nights. And then the other nights, we either stayed with another family, mm-hmm. um, like in a gear, the gear camp. Mm-hmm. So we would stay with them for like one night or two nights. Yeah. And the other nights, um, most of them was gear camps, but it was mm-hmm. like owned by the tourist company kind of I thing see. that they had preset already. Yeah, so it, it wasn't like really like fully authentic you're on your own yeah. like set up your own tent no no like, only okay. two of the nights and yeah there's basis. there's no what do you call it electricity anywhere i was so supposed to say is there I, a bathroom uh we were lucky sometimes where there was an actual outhouse that we could use god bless but when we weren't lucky yeah we had just to go like go do our thing in the grass it's Again, just like the in the open field like because oh. it was so flat so you could see oh so there's no right. tree there's you no can trees. hide behind <laughs> there's no bushes there's Girl, no trees just grass that's some next sometimes level sometimes there'll be a hill so you gotta find that hill find like, just hide behind the yeah, hill for right it. the hill oh girl i but would yeah. be i would be so flustered i'd be like oh crap my <laughs> butt so awkward, my butt yeah. crack is exposed <laughs> to the world well 
Um, and brushing your teeth was so awkward because I had yeah. to spit out like the stuff yeah. on the grass yeah. and then use water, like my own water like from a water, water bottle, bottle yeah. to like spit it like out. Oh, it was very that's like, like that's yeah. Like, that's like camping to the maximum. Camping, yeah, maximum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've, uh, last time I went camping was probably in grade five. What? I know. That's it's so long ago. Stupid, yeah. Like and like, yeah, we, we've been to cottages and stuff, mm-hmm. but like, that's like, nice. that's like, that's glamping. That's yeah, glamour glamping. camping, mm-hmm. glamping. Mm-hmm. But if you get, if you threw me in the middle of the grass in Mongolia, <laughs> I would not survive two days. I wouldn't survive 24 hours. So <laughs> it's not for I yeah. respect you a lot. Uh, um, so, okay. So you said Mongolia. Where else did you go again? And then Hong Kong as well. So right. I was in Hong Kong How was that? during the protest as well. <gasps> wow. Yeah. Okay. Right. You heard about the protest? I, I did, yes. Right. Yes. It was um it was kind of a big thing around here. Mm. Was it? Yeah, well, in terms of the news. Like mm-hmm. I think like if you went on like just the general news outlets, mm-hmm. you would see an article about it or see yeah. what's going on. And I saw some articles on Facebook and a lot of my friends from Hong Kong were sharing yeah. articles from it too. Uh, so how was that like? Um to be honest, when I was there, I was there for four days. Mm. Um, I was lucky enough that I didn't really, like, get pulled into any protests or demonstrations, right? Yeah. Because it was pretty peaceful when I was there. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, do you remember Devin? Devin Ho. Like, he's from our... Devon? Yeah, okay. Devon, yeah. Oh, okay. Devon, not yeah. Devin. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think he was in Hong Kong, like, maybe a few days ago or last week. Yeah. And he said, like, the demonstrations kind of got out of hand sometimes. Oh, like, dear. people, like, were lighting things on fire. Oh. All the subways were closed. Yeah, like, you probably was, left like, at no a good way. time. Yeah, so I came and left at a good time. Mm. But, yeah, so I was, like, kind of lucky that I didn't have to kind of be thrown into those kind of situations because yeah yeah but i think it's the the what do you call it it's still pretty dangerous there now yeah on the like i think i started off as peaceful protesting right they were trying to be peaceful about it but no i think like they things got things went downhill really quickly i think within the span of like the first like two weeks things got like violent yeah um so, so you're, you're only there for four days yeah, so that's that's not that long. not long yeah so yeah. what'd you end up doing in hong kong um i went hiking mm-hmm. so i went hiking to victoria peak yeah. yeah that was nice there was no one because everyone <laughs> avoided hong kong yeah. at the plague yeah. right so there were it was just locals yeah. and then a few like travelers mm-hmm. like one here or there but yeah, i had, probably didn't know what was going on it's like yeah. oh, where, where, what's going on <laughs> yeah so yeah. i had like the whole peak to myself basically That's it was amazing. really nice yeah. and i also went to let me think i went i watched a movie one night there yeah yeah just <laughs> it was it was really random it was like i was searching for something chill to do mm-hmm. um I think it was my last night there mm-hmm. and I didn't want to do anything crazy. So mm-hmm. I went online and I searched up and during that time they were showing um, L- LGBTQT like films. Oh, wow. So it was like the film festival. Right. Like, right? Like the, their equivalent of TIFF probably. Right. Yeah. Right. So they were showing a few like um, films ah. and I was looking through the list of films mm-hmm. and I was like, ooh, these like... Um, they were showing the films pretty close to where I was staying, the guest yeah. house I was staying. Yeah. So I decided to take a plunge and just like book a ticket, like for Buy one take, of the film. Yeah. 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 And then I went, and it was like, what was the film called? I forgot. Was there the subtitles? The film. But it was a Vietnamese film. Uh huh. Yeah. 
okay. Well, it was Vietnamese film on in the like, middle of yeah, Hong Kong. That's in weird. a Vietnamese okay. film, and it was on Cai Luan. Oh yeah, yeah. The, yep. the, uh, the basically basically like Vietnamese opera. Yeah, yeah. Vietnamese opera. Cai Luan. It started around Cai Luan and like gay. So those those two themes. That is gay. fucked. Yeah, I I love. would never assume <laughs> Vietnamese singing <laughs> about gayness. But it wasn't um like Cai Luan per yeah. se. It was like a film. Based on people who were in the Kailun industry. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, I thought so you it meant, wasn't like, a Kailun. I thought like you know, for those who don't know what Kailun is in yeah. Vietnamese culture, imagine like Bollywood. Like they kind of burst into song. They don't dance often in Kailun, mm-hmm. but like they, they would dance. kind of just burst into song. Yeah, and a ding, 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 you know the bullshit. Yeah, the banjo uh, yeah. kind of. I don't know the uh, instrument. It's like dang bao and gun, right? Yeah. So that bullshit. Um. um wow. Well, anyway. <laughs> but yeah. So that, that that's was very progressive. Fun. Mm-hmm. I love it. Good yeah, for them. I was excited. Yeah. Actually. But I did get lost like on my way to the venue because I could not find the yeah. theater. It was like so hard to find. Yeah. But me also being directionally challenged. Yeah. Probably the case. Yeah, it's probably down the road but, yeah. and you just missed it. Mm-hmm. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Jess, I mean you went to <laughs> It was you, in a mall. You went through <laughs> so all I went the, through, like, you've survived. I was late for the film actually. Like, oh, here we go. Late. On brand. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just saying, like, you've survived this far. Uh, you know you're fine you're fine yeah at the end of the day i tell myself i'm fine you're fine almost every single day yeah I when i was in korea yeah when actually, you're lost like i'm fine, I'm fine. when you're I'm you're just, just okay. peeing in the middle of the grass i'm fine i'm fine um that's amazing so hong kong I mean, where else did you go again or is that it um okay let me see i tried to remember september but, like, it's been so long. september it's been so long oh yeah I also went during the time that it was like the moon festival going on. Oh, that must have been so fun. Yeah, the autumn festival. That must have been so fun. Yeah, so it was pretty lit. Yeah. Yeah. They were like lighting up candles and like lanterns and stuff. And like people were eating moon cakes. Yeah, like a whole bunch of festivals happening around. Oh, that must be so fun. And like that's something like I think in Asian culture versus Mm -hmm. like here. Do you do? Do you still celebrate it? Like with your family, like, like do you eat like that, that and stuff. Like, not that, like um, the autumn festival. I, I, the I forgot the hell that's called in Viet. But yeah, yeah you, you know what I mean. It's like yeah, like we, we, my family, we're not, we're very like westernized. Like we're not very really. Yeah, like we were, like, you know, we, we we go to temple like maybe once a year <laughs> yeah. just to get free food, or as I do. My, my mom, my mom's a lot more spiritual and yeah. you know religious than than my dad and I yeah. are. Oh. Uh, but yeah, that's like something. That my, my parents always describe. It's like, oh, yeah, when we were kids, like, when it was, like, New Year's, like, Chinese New Year's, Vietnamese New Year's, like, mm-hmm. we would, you know, everybody would, like, close all their shops. Everyone would take time off work. Kids are off school. And then they would just, like, run around, like, blast in, fireworks in and shit. In Vietnam. Oh, in Vietnam. When my parents were little. Yeah, when they were little. Right? Whereas in Canada, like, we don't really have, like, it's, big festivals like right, that. Right, it's more chill. I know, like, it's in, just, like, like... the festival that happens in, like, the center. Yeah, and, like, you know, we have, like, Bread and Honey Festival, and, like, I know, I know towards, like, Hamilton, there's, like, the Winona Peach Festival. There's, like, mm-hmm. there's, like little, like, festivals, but it's not, like, a nationwide yeah. event, right? Yeah. Um. Anyway, so, yes, you were in... You were in Hong Kong for that time, so yeah. you experienced the festivities. Yeah, festival, yeah, um, nice. Where else? I even witnessed um, a guy proposing to his girlfriend. That's some cute shit. In, next to the, what do you call that? But it was like in the pier, Tem, Tamsui? Tamsui something? Tamsui, yeah. Tamsui. Sure, you, you tell me, buddy. <laughs> Honestly, I forgot the name of the, the river. Oh my yeah. god. But yeah, he proposed to her. That's cute. So like I saw it and I was like, he, what did he do? Like he 
he had his guitar. He was like singing oh, her song. And he on. had like two of his friends, like they were playing. One was playing the electronic the keyboard. keyboard yeah. yeah. And another was just like, you know, playing the drums or something. Yeah. And he like sang to her. And then as he was singing, like all of their friends yeah. were, they would go up to her and give her a balloon. Yeah. So, like, I think at, by the end of it, there were, like, 30 people. So, like, she had 30 balloons in her hand what? and he was singing to her. Okay, it. this is the episode and then, Up. Do you remember the movie Up? Yeah, yeah. This, did the girl blow away with the balloons? <laughs> no. Shit, I would have went. <laughs> that would have been awkward. Yeah, I had to see, see his girl levitating. There yeah, goes there your bride. So <laughs> that's so cute. Then, that's that's actually very yeah, romantic. Yeah, that's clever. At the end, he, like, got down his knees and, like to her so what were you doing just but it was food. all in like a uh, mandarin so i didn't understand what was um, going on kind of so what were you doing just like eating ice cream and then you looked over and you saw it happen. yeah like, what i was were you like doing? actually i was one of the first people to like um be there because ah. i thought it was just gonna be another busking thing ah, right okay. i thought he was just like, like kind of singing, singing. So i didn't see yeah. the girl at first right she came in after <gasps> yeah. so i thought they were setting up to like get ready for like another busking like yeah. night busking right yeah so I was like, ooh, I'll just stick around and, like, see, you know, how good they are and maybe give yeah. them some money kind of thing. Oh. So I, like, stuck around. And then by that time, there was just me and then, like, maybe three other people. Mm-hmm. And we were just standing there waiting. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like, he started, like, after he set it up and, like, did this test, he, like, started singing. And then oh. the girl came out of nowhere. Her face was, like, beat red because she was so embarrassed. Oh, yeah. She, like, she was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, kind of thing. Oh, that's and cute. Then, and then uh, he started singing. And then after, within, like, two minutes, mm. it was the whole crowd, crowd. Like, oh. a ring of people oh, around that them. Is, that is... So oh. that's why she was, like, a bear. And he was just, like, if, singing. If that girl had social anxiety, that guy was an asshole for putting her through that. <laughs> yeah. That's honestly. the biggest thing. Like, yeah. it, it, side tangent again. Like, mm-hmm. if you were ever to be proposed to, would you <laughs> want it to be public? Or would you want it to be more private, in your opinion? Um, personally, because, like, I'm more of a personal person, like, mm. very kind of private, mm-hmm. so I, if I was her, I would have, like, kicked him in that, like, ball sack yeah, after that like, kind of thing. What the fuck are you doing? What I'm are you like, trying to do? <laughs> yeah, what are you trying to do? Like, I would accept it, because there's yeah. so many people, like, accept his hand, but, like, yeah. afterwards, I would give him a good beating for it. Oh, yeah, be like, what were you, yeah. Because I, I was like, oh, my God, so embarrassing. I, I felt know. embarrassed for her. Well, but it was cute. It's see, like, cute. with me, like... I'm secretly like you. I'm just like, oh, keep it personal, keep mm-hmm. it simple. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, the kind of like one part of you is like, ooh, you know, public display of affection. That's yeah. kind of cute, you know? Mm. But then, yeah, I do get it. It's like, oh my, this is so fucking embarrassing. Like, can we go home? Like, no. <laughs> you know, just like dig yeah. myself a hole and hide from yeah. her. <laughs> <laughs> like, kind of thing you know there's a youtube video of you just running away <laughs> yeah girl runs away during proposal <laughs> with like 30 balloons with 30, she jumps off the pier floats away on the balloons um uh, that is very that's, cute that's very cute so that was in hong kong still right yeah it's hong kong. yeah mm-hmm. where else did you go and then after that i went back to uh taiwan for a second time because mm-hmm. i loved it so much mm-hmm. the first time mm-hmm. so i went back the second time this time with you know Catherine. Catherine from MBSA. Yes. Mm. Catherine. She, she I remember Catherine, yes. Yeah, so she flew from Canada because she had mm. vacation time. Mm-hmm. And then we met in Taiwan. Yeah. And yeah, it's nice again. Everything that I remember from the first time yeah. came back to me. Yeah. And I was just like, this is why I love this country so much. Yeah. Kind of thing. Would you ever move there? Honestly, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, if I can like, you know get a job there or something mm-hmm. or like find a taiwanese man 
Okay, so welcome <laughs> to the Bitonal Podcast. If you are from Taiwan, what's your preferred uh, height and age? And um, uh, facial hair taller than Jess. So I'm Jess, like five, five two. <laughs> Honey, I'm five one. I'm taller <laughs> than you. You're five. No, you're, I'm five one. Okay, you're five, I'm you're five, five one. You're five two. I don't think I'm five two. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> if you are a tall man, taller than um, five one two maybe three <laughs> um do you like facial hair yeah a facial and you have hair facial anywhere hair? is okay hair hair's hair anywhere y'all okay <laughs> looking for a sasquatch <laughs> <laughs> um hit us up at the biotonal podcast at gmail.com uh write your proposals to jessica cow mm-hmm. to be her bachelor yes. anyway so that's your plug yes i'm accepting all applicants uh, applicants uh, <laughs> yeah prepare for an interview a deaf yeah. interview but please do not sing don't come with a guitar and sing <laughs> in the yes. middle of the crowd Please um okay sorry i just had to plug that in I, I the reason why i started this podcast also is to play matchmaker so no way i'm kidding no. <laughs> i just love i uh, love love any and success I love, stories so no zero uh, we've had zero applicants because uh, anyway um um so i guess another one of the other questions i had for you mm-hmm. so was there any point you, you mentioned early early on you had a tough time but was there any point during your travels where you kind of like that was really difficult for you like on a personal level um honestly not really mm. um i'm the kind of person that thrives on challenges kind of thing so like the more difficult something is the more like i want to like overcome that difficulty mm-hmm. so i always um yeah like i just like what i believe is nothing comes easy right mm. yeah um there'll be times where things will be hard and things will be tough but your mindset is the most important thing yeah and it's not because like it's, i'm just not saying this because like like, you just, you don't have to be positive all the time and be all, like, you know, the grass is greener on the, like, the, like, whatever on yeah. the other side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know the saying, yeah. but that kind of thing. You don't have to be super positive and, like, optimistic about, about life, but you just mm-hmm. have to kind of, like, if you see some, like, an obstacle, like, look at it and be, like, calm and, like, yeah. just don't overthink too much and try not yeah try not to overthink too much try not to like stress yourself out too much Mm -hmm. and just be like reassurance is key yeah and i think that's like and that's what i have in my notes too like you've always been a very even an undergrad when i first met you you're always one of the most happy older Huh? Like people always think I'm older. No, I'm mature. You're right. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, um, you've always been a very like happy go lucky person. Mm. Like, you know, there you're th- I think that's just genuinely who you are. Mm-hmm. And like maybe that's that kind of plays into the fact that like your approach to these challenges and just like hiccups in life. Yeah. You're like, Yeah, I'm it's just gonna normal. I'm just gonna deal with it. It's normal. Right. Whereas I know for me sometimes like it's really hard for me to like be that like Mm -hmm. i'm the least happy-go-lucky person you'll ever meet in the world right so i very much admire that from your side Uh, but there's yeah there's like pros and cons to it though honestly Mm. you because then at some point you hit like a like burnout you kind of like oh (laughs) like i'm just too happy or like too positive all the time kind of thing yeah like i think life is about kind of a healthy balance between like 
right pessimism yeah and just also believing that things will get better exactly yeah and like you also have to be realistic realistic that's the word yeah yeah and um in terms of just deeper questions here Mm -hmm. like what was like the biggest thing that you learned like less doesn't have to be a big like mm-hmm. epiphany or like you you, you kind <laughs> of re- realize the purpose of life uh-huh. but like um within this past like two years mm-hmm. what have you learned about yourself the world whatever it may be um i think the biggest thing that i learned about myself is just that i'm where i became more comfortable with the fact that my life Mm-hmm. is not a race kind of thing. Yeah. And that I don't have, like, I'm not entitled, like, I'm not obligated to be better or be faster than other, the people around me yeah. when it comes to, like, my own life. Mm-hmm. Um, just to take things at my own pace mm-hmm. and also be always willing to learn yeah. I also found that before when I was younger, like I always thought that I was right kind of thing that like what I believed in or like my way was right. Yeah. But through being abroad and meeting so many different people from different like countries and just meeting a lot of people in Korea too, I also made a lot of friends, like met yeah. people. You had a whole family then. Uh, right, right. I just realized that sometimes I'm not right. Right. And sometimes I have to be okay with that for not being right, because you can't Mm -hmm. always be right. Mm -hmm. And you have to kind of like find a common ground, like compromise Mm -hmm. when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think that's and that's and that's kind of like the I guess that's that's why people go travel, because if you have the privilege and you're you're lucky enough to have time and the money Mm -hmm. to travel, like. Mm -hmm you start to realize, like, the world we live in, in the Toronto GTA area, yeah. it's just, it's microscopic yeah, in terms exactly. of your perspective. Not just perspective, but your morals and, like, everything like that. It's just so right. small. Exactly. Then when you meet different people, someone from Mongolia living in a tent versus yeah. someone in Korea who's, like, you know... Living in, living in apartments. Living in yeah. apartments or exactly. going, going to Taiwan and someone who lives in, like, just a suburbia of Taiwan. Like, you realize, like, people's lives are also... They're very different mm-hmm. from yours, mm-hmm. but it's also kind of the same. Mm-hmm. It's really weird, like, especially when I was in, when we were in Iceland, like, mm-hmm. I always thought it'd be a really big, like, culture shock. Or not a culture shock, but, like, you it's start really to realize, different. like, people, it's, for the most part, it's the same thing. People go to work, people take care of their families, yeah. and that's something you can always share with people. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have nothing to talk, if you can't even speak the same language with them, as yeah. them, like, know that, like, for the most part humans we just care about the same things exactly and people forget that sometimes yeah. right yeah so, you're right so perspective was something yeah. you learned yeah perspective yeah. and just not being in a rush yeah all the time so i learned to kind of pace myself mm-hmm. i do like to keep myself busy so yeah. that's like one of the things sometimes i just like take on too many things but yeah, that's i feel like during my two years in korea i had a time like i had more time to breathe yeah. and more time for myself. Because yeah. the last four years of university, mm-hmm. I was either studying, working, volunteering, yeah. doing extracurricular activities. So I have like no time for myself. Yeah. And I realized that about myself that I I take on too many things, mm-hmm. but I don't realize that at the end of the day, I'm like super tired or something. Yeah. And in Korea, like the last two years, it was very chill. Yeah. Like I didn't have school, so I just mm-hmm. worked 
like eight hours a day, but I had so much time for myself in the evenings. Mm -hmm. Weekends, I also had time for myself, so I traveled a lot. Yeah. And that was so nice, you know? It was also, it was so nice that I couldn't understand the language in a way. Yeah. Because it just like filtered out everything. Yeah, less noise. Yes, less noise. So I was like, I was also observing more. I was people watching more. I was focusing more on their facial expressions, their body language. Mm-hmm. And because I I used that to help me under, try to understand them and understand what's going on. Yeah. So I didn't really, I, I just like was forced to not rely so much on like talking. Yeah. And just more on like everything else. Yeah, like a deeper right? level of understanding. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And to may remain calm too yeah. when you don't understand something. Yeah. Um, but one thing that I kind of struggled with a lot while being in Korea mm-hmm. was the fact that I couldn't be self-reliant. Okay. A lot of the time. Okay. Because um, because of the language barrier. I I'm not, I can't speak Korean well. So uh, a lot of the time I had to ask either a friend who was Korean or who could speak Korean like relatively well mm-hmm. or ask my coworkers, my Korean work coworkers for help for like the smallest things, mm-hmm. like things like um, going to the bank yeah. to like do something with mm-hmm. my bank account yeah. or um, going to the hospital, mm-hmm. to the clinic. Yeah. Or just simple stuff like that I couldn't do completely on my own. So that really frustrated me. Because I I consider myself, like, relatively independent and self-reliant. Yeah. So a lot of the times, yeah, I did feel very incompetent Mm -hmm. when I was in Korea. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that was the one big thing. Mm -hmm. So And that's also why, like, you have friends and people to help you, right? So So I'm always thankful for them. Yeah. Super thankful. So and shout out to my the friends and the people I met in Korea. Yes. You guys were my heroes. Give give no, give give them a proper shout out. Call them out. <laughs> What's your list? My list. Are they going to be listening to this? <laughs> Keep going. Uh, so who would you like to thank? I want to thank this one friend of mine. He's a cop. So, Sante, thank you so much for your help. Honestly, like without you, I feel like I would like probably go back to Korea after like the first year. <laughs> And thank you to Hayen. Hayen, if you're if you're listening. Yeah, thank you for being a good friend for someone who I can rant to about Koreans <laughs> and their faults <laughs> and myself as yeah. well. So yeah. yeah. Those are the two main two mains. And of yeah. course everybody else is everyone also else, very yeah. important. All the other foreign teachers that yeah. I've met along the way. Yeah, they've mm-hmm. helped me cope with like the stress of like living alone in a different country. Yeah, of course. Because we can at least talk to each other yeah. and vent out to each other yeah. during that time. Yeah. yeah. So what would you say, if you last take home message for the listeners, mm-hmm. if you wanted to throw something out into the atmosphere, <laughs> what would you say to people who are listening? Mm, honestly, just do it, right? Mm-hmm. If you're thinking about it, right? And especially if it's been on your mind for a long time. And even though it doesn't align with what society expects from you, your parents expect from you, what, you know, your friends expect from you, if you really, like, want to do it, like, just kind of disregard what they're saying. Yeah. And almost, like, just go for it. Yeah. Because, honestly, you never know until you do it. 
Exactly. You honestly never know until you take the first step, the first, you know, leap. Exactly. Until you do it, you won't, you'll never know. And mm-hmm. if you just kind of let it go and never go with it, it's always just going to be a what if. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And that's something yeah. I truly believe in as well. Yeah. So thank yeah. you for saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jess, this what? has been absolutely <laughs> Wonderful. Uh-huh. Uh, I've been waiting two years for you to get back oh so gosh. I can ask you about all your travels. So thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for having me. No, I feel no very honored no. to be part of this podcast. On, relax. Honestly, yeah. I was so like, when I first heard your first episode, I was like, oh, yeah, dear God. Christine's making it big. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like she can make money. Are you making money? I'm not making Are money been, from have this. Have you been sponsored? No, no if, if there's anybody yes. who would like to sponsor the Black Tonal Podcast, Please. I'd appreciate it. Yes. Uh, for the most part, this project <laughs> doesn't cost much, but you mm-hmm. know, it's like if we can, you know, get some money just for like merch or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. That would be nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah guys, sponsor her. Shit. No, y'all. she's alone now. No. Her and her recording room. Yeah. That's all. Well, again, I just want to say thank you for stopping by Mississauga. I know it's a bit away for you. And uh, would you like to give the podcast listeners a shout out with regards to your Instagram? Guys, her Instagram is literally the most perfect thing I've ever seen in my life. No way. And it's kind of like an archive of all the places you've been. So yeah. if you guys want to like see what Indonesia looks like, what Mongolia looks like, just go to her Instagram. So Jess, what's your Instagram? So if you're interested in my travels and the places I've been to, mm-hmm. please follow me at Jess A Lady on Earth on Instagram. So Jess, Jess A Lady yeah, on Jess Earth. Jess A Lady on Earth. Yeah. And I will definitely put your handle <laughs> in the, I guess, the description section so everybody can reach out to you. And uh, again, thank you, uh, valued listeners, for listening to the podcast. And uh, if you'd like to give us a quick uh, thumbs up, subscribe, rate, comment. No, I'm kidding. That's my YouTube. But, uh, what's that called again? It's been so long since I've done this. Uh, you just give us a quick review. Give us a quick five stars on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate that. And just again, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Welcome. You made it to the end of the episode. This segment is called World, are you still good? As some of you may know, living on the planet, it kind of sucks sometimes. It's not always sunshine and rainbows. So, this part of the podcast is where I send you off with good vibes before you re-enter your sad, miserable realities. Kidding. You're fine. We're fine. So, here is this week's World, are you still good? Okay, so for this tidbit, I would like to kind of just talk about and share my appreciation for otters. Yes, I'm talking about those little animal critters. Uh, They're slimy, uh, slick, they're uh, weasel-like, ferret-like. They they come up on your news feeds. There's been a lot of circulating uh, otter videos out there in the world. I saw one... Uh, back a couple years ago, and it intrigued me so much that I did some further investigation. Uh, So what I do know about otters, they have pockets, um, literally pockets in their fur, where they put like miscellaneous items. They go for little rock hunts, and they give 
they give stones. So they'll, they'll search for the perfect stone to give to their partners or their, their kids or I don't know, it's really weird. I guess it's kind of human-like because like when, when you like someone, you give them a, a ring, right? Marriage, boom, boom, boom. I don't know. So I thought that was very cute and intriguing. Uh, they have high level of uh, hand-eye coordination because they juggle the stones for fun. Again, a lot of people think animals don't uh, behave in ways that provide them pleasure and fun, but they do. So otters juggle, mm-hmm, Cirque du Soleil. What else is there? Uh, they hold hands when they're sleeping. When they're floating around their backs, they hold on to each other so they don't float away. That's that's some oh, that's just so endearing and so cute. So I'm on this other website called uh, Jojo Maman Bebe. That's quite literally the title of this website. The uh, first link I saw on Google. So I'm gonna share with you some fun facts about otters, okay? And hopefully this you, you get something out of this. <laughs> so ninety uh, percent of them live along the coast of Alaska. They eat twenty five percent of their own body weight of food. Sounds like most of us here. Oh, this this is fun. So they use the rocks. I'm not sure if it's the same rocks that they give away to their SOs or the same rocks they juggle with, but they they use like uh, rocks to break open clams. See, again, so intelligent. You know, man invented fire, man invented tools to build, to hunt, and these otters just doing the most with these rocks. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, baby otters are called pups. That seems to be the case. I think seal, seal pups are the same. Um, let's see. Ah, and regarding what I said before with them holding hands, it says here, uh, otters like to stick together so they sleep. So when they sleep, they wrap themselves in a seaweed and float together in a group. A group of resting otters is called a raft. That is amazing. Again, um, <laughs> I don't really know if this, this is one of my first uh, segments for World Are You Still Good? And I don't know, I just think sometimes these little animal videos just brighten up the world a little bit. And you and you just think like, ah, there's still some good and innocence in the world. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this segment. And I hope you have a good day. Next time you see an otter video, just hit like and just enjoy how cute they are. Okay, have a good day, guys. Bye. Bye.